Um, my name is Tyler Staten. I am the pastor at Trinity Grace Church Williamsburg. I'm sitting here with my very good friend Caleb Clardy, the pastor of Trinity Grace Church Park Slope. And Caleb, why don't you tell everyone what it is that we're doing? Oh, I'd be glad to. Thanks for asking, Tyler. So we had this idea to start something called the Brooklyn Interview Series, uh, which this is the first episode of. And the idea is to get into some things that are happening in our city, happening in our neighborhood, happening in our churches that we do not have time to cover on Sunday, but is related to the things we're discussing and pressing into as church families. And so this is uh, the first episode, as we said, and, and we're going to be beginning this week a new series in both of our churches called The Wellspring of Life, and it's a series on our hearts and how we live from our hearts and from our desires and how a huge portion of our spirituality is the things that we want most in the world and and how that relates uh, specifically in a Christian context to God. And so um, one of the things that we're going to be covering in week one of this series is the scriptures and how we get nourishment and life from them. And Tyler and I wanted to take some time and tell you from our own lives, how we study the Bible, how we read the Bible, how we uh, go to the Bible in moments of um, pain and crisis, how we go to the Bible in the moments that are just regular, ordinary days, and um, just hopefully share a few helpful things for how, if you're uh, picking up the Bible or, or reading the scriptures, that you, you can get nourishment and life from them, hear from God in the middle of them. So we'll just jump in. Tyler, why don't you say a little bit about how you how you read the Bible. Sure. So I um, have a daily rhythm of reading the scriptures in the morning. First thing in the morning, I get up early and I love that. It's probably the thing I look forward to most in the day. It was not always like that. Uh, When I was young... Throughout the day, you look forward to getting up early. Wouldn't you have already gotten up early by that point? (laughs) You mean for the next day? Can we edit this? No, all this is in for good. Okay, this is great. Good. We want to we show the real personality. Keep going. Okay, so it wasn't always like that. I just mean I'm a morning person Got at it. this point, and, it, and it's because of the Word of God. But it wasn't always like that. I had a mentor when I was younger um, just really inspired me through Mark 1, chapter, or Mark chapter 1, verse 35, uh, which says, Then Jesus awoke early in the morning, long before daybreak, and went out in the wilderness to pray. Hmm. And I thought, well, if, if Jesus seeks God that way. That would be a good model to follow. And so I started opening my Bible to Mark chapter 1 and setting it on top of my alarm clock when I was in high school every night so that when I reached over to hit the snooze, I would touch the Bible, I would remember the words of Jesus, and I almost always moved the Bible and hit the snooze. (laughs) But I started to... a visual aid and a practical tool. Yeah. Wow. I started to cultivate the habit then, and that really has become a huge part of my life. So... Do you still set your Bible on your... Alarm? No, I now go with the strategy of setting the alarm across the room. Ooh, nice. Tuck Uh, that away, folks. That's free. (laughs) Free here on the Brooklyn Interview Series. So this is how I spend time in the Word. Um, I always begin just by asking God, um, by praying and trying to become present before God. And that happens different ways depending on the day. Um, Sometimes I spend a bit of time in solitude. Usually if I like feel restless and I feel like I'm rushing into the day and feel a bit anxious about everything on my plate, I just 
spend a few minutes in silence before God, asking him to kind of prioritize the things in my heart, or I'll spend time in prayer, or I'll meditate on a particular verse, uh, I'll read a psalm. Often. Where are you in, in the world when you're doing this? Great question. I go outside. Okay. So I'm walking around, pushing a stroller that okay. my son Hank is in. All right. Being silent. So when you go for the God. solitude, do you just put Hank, you know, somewhere far away from you and just kind of leave him briefly unattended while you communicate? No, with no. God? He's. I'm walking around. He's facing out. Okay. He's not interested in interacting with me. He's he's checking out okay. the world. We're gonna have to check in with the church fathers on whether that counts as solitude. But keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, or or I'll read a psalm or. Oftentimes, there's something already in my heart or like rattling around my head, and I'll just try to recognize that, name it to God, and surrender it to Him. Then uh, I open up the Word and I begin to read. Um, the rhythm that I'm in of reading right now is I, I read something called the Daily Office Lectionary, of which there's a number of versions of. It's part of the Book of Common Prayer. Um, I, I use the ESV Bible app um, because that is the version of the lectionary that I enjoy. So it gives you readings from the Psalms, uh, the Old Testament, New Testament epistles, and gospel every day. Um, so I begin reading through that, and what I'm looking for is is like the rhema word of God, the mm. spoken utterance of God to speak to me from the passage. And that's what I, I pray for every day. And so I'm looking, is there something that sticks out to me? Is there something that's particularly compelling to me from one of the passages? And if now, so, are you just, why? So the lectionary breaks down into morning psalms, evening psalms, a gospel reading, Old Testament, New Testament. Are you just plowing through, reading all of the texts? or I read at least one of the morning psalms. Okay. And then I skip down to Old Testament, New Testament, gospel. And then sometimes I'll go back and read another one of the morning psalms or the evening psalm at the end. But it kind of just depends. Like if there's something that I feel that God's really spoken to me through, I won't go back and keep reading just for the sake of finishing all the readings. You know, I'll be praying into that. Got it. Um, you said one other thing that I want to mm-hmm. go back to. You said the ra- the rhema word. I just think it's probably worth noting that, you know, we have um, we have this teaching about the scripture in the scripture that you have the word on the page and then somehow though that it's also living and active and when you say rhema that's like the voice of god coming through the words on the page drawing your attention to something that uh that's why we can approach the same passage of scripture you know multiple times in our life or even in a given week and and get something that's slightly different or distinct from it and um I just I just think that's important to, important to mention that the word itself is is called living and active. Um, yeah, exactly, and that's why there's any terminology that I can come up with for looking for that like thing that jumps off the page feels like a minimization of what happens. You know, to hmm. say like what sticks out to you or what's yeah. compelling. These are the ways I can think of to describe it in human terms, but it's really something divine is taking place. Like right. God is causing something from the written word of which I've read before to come alive to me in a new way. And so when that happens, I will, I will write that down. I'll write it down in the notes app in my phone. I'll write it down on a page in my journal, whatever is most accessible to me, but I'll write that down. And it could be a phrase from a passage. It could be a whole verse or a couple of verses, or it could just be a theme. Like it's a, there's a story that's sticking out to me and there's a theme woven through it. Um, and what I'll do is I'll spend, as, as I begin to pray, I will pray through that. I'll pray through what God is speaking. And 
the way that I pray is often determined by what the word is, like what feels like the appropriate response. And so sometimes I like to write my prayers out, like write out a journal and true prayer. That's my go-to way. But sometimes, particularly if it's an others-focused sort of word, I'll go, I'll pray or walk. So I'll go around. I want to actually be looking at the world that God has called me to while I'm praying. Um, sometimes it'll be responding through intercession. I'll ask God for particular things, and I'll be filled with faith in order to ask God. But I'll try to pray in a way where what I'm doing is I'm responding to what he's already said to me Got when it. I'm speaking to him. Do you have a particular example of this in the last days or weeks of, of do you remember one of the words that you've gotten recently while reading yes uh just this is actually going to be old news to my congregation because i shared it recently but mm. a couple of weeks ago um god really spoke to me through the story of the demoniac in mark 5 and about the power of invitation and i just thought about how i'm so rarely actually inviting people in the way that Jesus did into his kingdom. And so I felt really called just to make a list of people that God has already placed in my life that I'm meant to be invitational towards and start inviting God into their lives, asking the Father to draw them towards him. And so I just jotted down a list of seven names. and I all, pr- all demoniacs? Yeah, all, all, all demoniacs. <laughs> Demoniacs? Demoniacs? I think it's demoniac. I gave a lot of thought to this before I preached on it last week because it's demon. Yeah. It's not demon. Demon. Yeah. Okay. It feels like we're off topic. Mm, But anyway, so I made this list of names and I'm still praying through them daily. Um, Just choosing one name, praying for that person that day. Um, And so it's like an ongoing obedience in my life of believing that the, the power of inviting God into the life of someone else and the awareness of then how am I being invitational to them as a human being, that God will work through that over time. Yeah. I'm going to jump in Yeah, and just share one from my own reading because I have some similar processes. Um, I Actually, you turned me on to a podcast called the Daily Liturgy Podcast, and I mentioned it to our congregation Last Sunday as well. I should publicly credit Matt Tinkin for being the original discoverer oh, of wow. that in my life. The first person to ever listen to it. Yeah, he's the first listener, first okay. to subscribe. <laughs> so it's at this church, Coram Deo, out of Omaha, and they publish his 10-minute daily liturgy podcast that just goes through several readings, similar to the Book of Common Prayer in that you're getting a Psalms and uh, Old Testament, New Testament, and then they have prayers woven in. The first day that I listened to that um, podcast it had Jonah 3 and 4, and I just can't remember. I think it had been a, l- a little while since I had listened to audio of someone reading the scriptures to me. And something about how I learned that was really helpful. And there were details of the Jonah story, a story I've been very familiar with that I didn't catch until someone was reading it to me. And little things like how wide the city was and and like the specifics of how the like kind of awakening and revival takes hold in Nineveh that I hadn't really noticed before and how it kind of grows up out of this grassroots thing in the city up to the palace and but really specifically God spoke to me about the plant that Jonah has grow up over him that gives him shade and then how it goes away and um I just realized there were things in my life that I had been mourning that were plants that uh, had I had no responsibility in seeing grow up that had given me shade had given others shade and they were they were changing and like like Jonah I had taken my focus off of this great city that we are living in and called to to love and serve and the, and and invite to God 
and was just focusing on these plants that had like withered and um, such a powerful thing to come back to a story that I've read many times and just it was just like the simple switch of not reading it with my own eyes but having someone read it to me I just felt like the Holy Spirit was using that in particular so um, amongst all the things you you will hear from us um, you know if you're just looking for practicalities the lectionary this daily liturgy podcast maybe you're doing the Bible in a year or you're going through a particular book with your small group or, or uh, life group um, all these, of course, are um, fantastic ways to approach the scriptures. But the, the really important thing is to just be asking God to speak to speak to you in particular through through His Word. So, Chuck, go on, say more. Okay. So then, um, I've asked God to speak to me. I've read the scripture. I've prayed through it in response. And then the last couple of things I want to do just before I, I enter my day in my normal life is write down one way that I can act in obedience on what God has spoken to me that day. And then not always, but oftentimes I will title the the word that I've received from God. So I'll, I'll jot down one really simple thing. So the obvious example is I, I jotted down those seven names. I want to have these seven names that I'm regularly praying for in my life. And then I, I'll put a title to that time with God. And the reason that I do that is because I want to be able to go back and remember what God has spoken to me and just ask myself the question, like, did that get all the way down, like, hmm. into my heart? And, and is it flowing through my bloodstream? Am I acting on the Word of God now? And so uh, a lot of times on the Sabbath, which for me is Friday, you know, the day of rest, I know that, that is the same for you, but I will just read a couple psalms and then just kind of go back through the words that God has deposited in me this week mm. and just kind of it, it often leads to like just a, a giving thanks and a gratitude you know yeah. like thank you God that you have been active in speaking to my life through very normal rhythms this week so that's what it looks like for me but I actually want to switch back to you because I want to know in the most practical way in the same way you've been asking me what was it like for you that day when God was speaking to you this Jonah passage? Like, are you in a robe in your home on your knees surrounded by 27 candles? Mm-hmm. Where are you? How is God speaking? Walk yeah. us through your process. Well, you uh, you know, and some of the podcast listeners will know this. I have a lot of kids, so I will have 27 children, each holding a candle. Oh, I love that. And making yeah. just a circle around me. Um, uh, Getting the whole family involved. I love that. A hedge of protection, mm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle. Yes, yes, in a robe, of course. Sometimes, depending, I'll wear two robes. Um, no, I was uh, I was actually on the way to an alpha training, and I was listening on the on the train to the daily to daily podcast. I I think Tyler, one of the things I admire about you is um, you're good at at sticking to like a routine. I find that is a little more challenging for me. So I have like five five or six spots that I'll hit. I'll hit, I have a bench in the park that I sometimes go to. I have a place outside a coffee shop nearby that I'll that I'll sit. I have a place in my home, but like I will usually switch it up as to where where I am. And even how ha- how sometimes I will go through days where I just do the lectionary and then I'll say it's just been a while since I took out, you know, like devoured some chunks of the Old Testament. So I've been doing that recently. We're just like trying to read fast and slow. Something I heard um, you know, mentors and teachers share along the way is that there are times where you should just read fast and you're not necessarily trying to glean insights, especially like if you're reading like a book like first Kings or something and you're covering a bunch of narrative history, 
that you don't have to you don't necessarily have to every time you read read slow and be trying to mine out and ring every sentence out for something but you're getting a full arc of the story so you're reading fast and then then there are some times where you, Eugene Peterson talks about eating this book and you're you're doing like what we're talking about slowing down and just savoring let the word kind of roll around on your tongue and chew it up and um I've, I very unexpectedly found myself on listening to that podcast in the Jonah story. I just had to pause it, and I just put, pulled out Evernote, and then I just started writing, man, all this stuff, all this stuff that was coming to me that it was like doesn't happen every single time I read the Word. Um, this morning, I read a very familiar Psalm, Psalm 105, the very passage that God used to confirm a call to my wife and I to move to New York City 12 years ago. Um, so I always love when that passages in the lectionary. It was in there today, and I read it, and it wasn't like any bells and whistles. Um, but on this Jonah in particular, it was just like a flood. It was like God was like, hey, hey, pay attention to this. And I couldn't. It was like I couldn't write fast enough. Um, journaling has been really important to me as well over the years. I um, I haven't, you know, I don't title, title mine, but I have like all these old journals in my house that I can go back to and um, and and look and there'll be times where I'm like, what year was that and what journal was I on and um, and go back and and see the faithfulness of God to to say stuff that seemed like impossible and then how God answered those those prayers or to to you know sometimes it's a little bit like man I am still wrestling with the same thing <laughs> um, I'll have a passage just like this could have been written yesterday and it was written ten years ago I was like man am I am I growing am I growing at all um, but. I love that about you know the word that it is it holds a mirror up to your soul and and lets you see yourself and see God um you know on on the regular I I I just take great confidence in the fact that um every time you're reading the word that you're giving sort of um an opportunity for God to bring it back. Like one of the things that Jesus says, the Holy Spirit or the, the word says the Holy Spirit is going to do is remind you of the things that you've heard. And so when you're like putting deposits in your mind and heart that the Holy Spirit can call back in real time, real time attention to, uh, to, to an, an incident that you're in the middle of or you know situation. And so just taking great comfort that the Holy Spirit is going to remind you. Um, <laughs> I was uh, with, Friends watching Sunday Night Football the other night and um, asked a very pastor question that I had seen someone circulating on Twitter, which was if you were on a desert island and you had to take two books of the Bible, you could only take two, what books of the Bible would you take? Tyler, I posed that, that question to that you. That doesn't have to be a pastor question. The answer just might be a pastor answer. Right. Well, two books of the Bible. So. Oh, two books of the Bible. Yeah, two books I of the Bible. I blocked that part out. Wow. Okay. Talking and listening. Oh, man. Um, um, I would take... The Gospel of Matthew and the Book of James. Ooh, I said I would take the Gospel of John and the Psalms. Ooh, the Psalms. That was a good one. Yeah. Dang it. See? Here I am on this desert island with the Psalms. <laughs> okay. um, I bring that up because uh, reading through the Psalms, as far I mean, there's there's I think a powerful combination of the reading the Word and then using the Word to launch you into prayer. And then from that, going into to worship, you know, I, I notice in my journal entries, for instance, I start with very measured writing. My handwriting's neat. And a lot of times by the end, I'm writing kind of scrawling. And it's I've gone through this transition between just like like kind of measured, like talking out my heart to mm-hmm. God. And then I'll remember something from the Word, and then I'll just start writing faster. And by the end, I'm usually 
or a lot of times uh, in some place of praise. And I think you see that in the Psalms. And I think they're just a fundamental teacher of how to mix, you know, coming to the scriptures and praying and worshiping all, all together. And so they're, they're essential. Like the lectionary reading starting with, with the Psalms, um, the whole range of human emotion being covered in there, the fact that it's poetry, the fact that it's intentionally saying we've got all these images piled up on top of each other because they're pointing to a reality that's transcendent. Um, is um, So I just really commend, if you're just looking for a place to start, if you don't have a regular Bible reading routine, you could just start making your way through the Psalms and you'd be, you'd be on solid ground. Um, let me, just before we wrap up, let me pepper you with a couple questions. That pepper. I think people might be asking. Ground um, pepper. So if someone someone from your church comes and meets with you and says, I do regularly read scripture and pray, and it just feels like desert dry, like nothing's happening. That's great that you guys have this rhema word thing going on. I cannot remember the last time that happened in my life. What can you tell me? Uh, like what sort of advice would you give them on the way that they're seeking God? Yeah, I th- my first instinct would be just to ask a lot of questions um, to understand the, the specifics of what the person's talking about. But um, I would also encourage them that they're on solid ground with a lot of saints throughout history that go through, you know, however you want to describe it, but like a dark night of the soul where it does seem like fresh words are, are not as frequent or, or it's been a long time coming. I kind of went through a time where I was sharing... Um, off mic with you, you know, over the last few weeks that I've been eager for some freshness and hearing from God because I feel like I've been living on some old, old words, which are good and still true. And you, you know, like there's the basic benefit of just, just the reading. Even it's not like tied immediately to like profound insight, but I think that I would just, just encourage them to see it in the context of relationship and that basically you can, and the real, like the beauty of the realness of the Psalms is you can bring that dryness to God. You can, you can like every day just say, God feels like years <laughs> since I've heard from you and every people around me, you know, this all sounds like Psalm language. The people around me are doing great and I'm like really struggling here. Can you, can you speak to me? And then, and then, um, looking for ways that God might, God might answer that, but also to realize that, um, there's a lot of just normalcy in a relationship and, if you have a friend or a spouse or a child, not every interaction is is wildly memorable. They're, you know, they, they're spaced out, and um, but there's still this real richness in just like showing up and having just talking and listening, and you know, ex- expecting that um, that God can, even if it doesn't seem like um, He has been very much, but very much recently speaking to you. And then, what about someone that says, "I've actually never had a regular rhythm of this in my life." I've Hardly cracked the Bible. I, I wouldn't know where to start. So I'm just saying, I, I want to start some sort of regular... I want to bring my heart before the Word of God on a regular basis. Where should I begin? Yeah, I, I think I would say... Starting in your mor- in the morning, you can read a psalm in... Except for Psalm 119. You can read most of them in you know two minutes. Starting with a psalm reading through it and then read it through you know read it through once you know you, um there are resources like lectio divina that you could go through slowly depending on the amount of time but if you're just beginning you're like I have no idea how to begin you could pray you could read a psalm 
then say, God, is there anything you want to say to me through this psalm? Read back through it. And if there's a phrase or anything that jumps out, take that, pray about it for five minutes, and then and then move on. If if you wanted to add to that, I would say in the evening, just reading reading the gospel and taking a, one chapter of the life of Jesus and just re- reading through it in the same way, reflecting on your day. Um, but the you know the reality is it's also something that's way easier to do uh, if if you're in community where you know you talk people are talking so like connecting with a small group or a life group or sort of a, you know small accountability and uh and and reading through together if you're just just starting and you feel like man I, every time i read the bible i just feel confused getting around other people and and asking your questions and you know so simple no, no nothing groundbreaking there but um what would you say you add anything to that no, you know, I, I, like you mentioned before, I would start by asking questions. I would want to know what is the familiarity that, that this person asking the question has with the biblical narrative. You know, there are different types of biblical literature. and I'm, Usually I would instruct people to start with the Psalms and the Gospel of John. You know, familiarize yeah. yourself with the freedom of praying and interacting with God relationally and familiarize yourself with the way that God has revealed himself to us in Jesus. And yeah. I think that's the best place to begin and then typically I would instruct people from there to move to James and then Romans. Um, mm. That's typically kind of the path that I direct people on. So if you don't know where to start, always incorporate the Psalms. Read one Psalm every day and let it guide the way that you interact with God in prayer. Familiarize yourself with Jesus through one of the four Gospels. I would suggest starting with the Gospel of John and then move on to the book of James and the book of Romans. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, as we're going out, I'll say two two things that I think are important, especially someone starting from relative scratch with the Bible, is to, to realize that it's a big, complicated 66 books, different authors across centuries, different types of literature, but there is a through line of a, of a narrative arc that is important, that God is, is telling a story in the Word, and He's telling a story in the world, and, and human beings, we orient ourselves in our world by telling one another stories, that's how we talk to our kids it's how we interact when we're around a a meal together it's telling stories and god's doing that and so you have this arc of creation a fall god making a covenant with israel and beginning to repair the world then you have redemption coming through jesus and then this renewal that begins through the church at pentecost and then spreading to spreading to those those cities in the roman empire and all the way down to brooklyn in 2017 and the promises beyond and so just realizing that there's there's this arc going on uh, is really important when you come to a, a, a place and you realize that there's you know this this these psalms were the prayer book of people who were trying to follow God for for a long a long time and so there's language in there that I can put in my mouth and and use to to speak to God as well and and there's times where it's really honest it's like God smash my enemies and you're like that that's appropriate to bring that kind of fullness to to God and then you've got the gospels and okay here's the accounts that people said the, the essence of the life of Jesus can't be lost we have to put this down so that future generations can come back and re, and, and and re what you know what was true in Jesus life and then you've got you know, you have a book like first kings where it's describing Israel in this transition period from they've come out of slavery they've been established as a nation now they're trying to f- figure out how they fit in the world and um, and so they're asking for for kings, and then the stories of these kings' lives, and um, j- just there's a few tools, a few layers of just understanding that that might 
takes some of the mystery and like unapproachability away from from approaching like something that sometimes I, f- I hear people say I don't really feel comfortable reading the Old Testament I just get confused or um, and and that's okay start in these safe places but just know that like uh, the pieces find their, their coherence as part of a whole so I'll just wrap us up by saying um, here's some resources that I know that we would both stand behind and recommend to anyone uh the Daily Office Lectionary through the ESV Bible app, the Daily Liturgy Podcast, which is a rich podcast that reads the scripture and some prayers to you. Um, and if you are a parishioner in Williamsburg, um, we are just starting 40 Days of Formation this week. That is a, a daily devotional that is available on our website, tgcwilliamsburg.com. And we also are planning to post just a couple of resources um, these that we've mentioned and others that we'd recommend on both of our websites. So if you're looking for some follow-up and some things you can actually click on and that can help guide your time with God, just go to tgcparkslope.com or tgcwilliamsburg.com this week and you'll find that. Um, finally, the reason that we're doing this podcast is because we are sincerely trying to help you as congregants in either of our churches Uh, follow Jesus on a personal and daily basis. So it's probably always going to be a little bit longer than we intended. That's just what happens when two pastors are in a room talking to one another. Um, But we sincerely do pray for you and hope that this is helpful to you. Absolutely. Check back out, uh, check back in, check back out. Um, We're going to be doing this on the, on the regular and hopefully dropping them in um, to the regular church podcast for now. We're, we're not always going to be interviewing just just Tyler and I. We're hoping to get people from the congregation in here as well. So uh, tune back in, check back out. We'll definitely edit that part. All right. <laughs> See you.